This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hey everybody, hello and welcome to another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Reed, the Director of Instructional Technology here at Hawthorne School District 73 in lovely, beautiful Vernon Hills, Illinois. Yes. Cold Vernon Hills, Illinois. But, but sunny. Lovely and beautiful and sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and with me as always. Hi everybody, this is Karen Maturo, the Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning. I just have to say we are today recording in Elementary North new library and it is amazing beautiful sunny new library oh my yeah. gosh it is just i'm we're we're hidden out in a little gold room it's called it's a glass room we're so excited and we're so excited to have a member of elementary north staff if you would like to introduce yourself yeah my name is jeremy figure i am a first year fifth grade teacher at elementary north and i'm very excited to have a conversation about uh, technology and how it's impacted my life and my learning. Very good. So we know, and we were going to talk to you a little bit about esports because I know you've yeah. got kind of a background in that. We've got kind of a vision for how we want to start up some different esports programming here at Hawthorne. Um, maybe just talk for a second, just in general, about technology itself. You know, whether technology that you use personally, that you've used with your students, like how do you see that impacting what it is that you do as a teacher? Uh, technology impact. I'll start with me first, just yeah. how I use it. Uh, I use it a lot for leisure, just things. It's a lot of my hobbies are online gaming, yeah. talking to my friends. A lot. Of, uh, the biggest thing is that my friends are all different parts of the country. Oh. I, my best friends from college are in Nebraska, Miami, and then I've got two, one that's in the city and then one that lives in the area. So we're all in different places, but it's allowed me to just stay connected after yeah. college and everything like that. So it's been a really beneficial in that. And then also just being able to expose myself to different people's perspectives and things like that. Cool. The um, around from the country, the world, and all the and different perspectives, even within like my hobbies and things like that. So yeah. it's been beneficial with that. Um, in terms of using it with students, I really like it because it uh, it provides that differentiated experience because all these different programs can have so many different um, applications to being used, whether it be math, reading, science, okay. even social studies. Yeah. Um, it really allows students to, at their own level, be able to experience these different topics as well. So awesome. I think that that's a great application for it. Yeah. And all the students in your class, they all have iPads. Correct. So what has that been like? I'm, I think back to, I, like at this point in history where technology is just so ubiquitous, mm-hmm. I th- and I'm not I'm not that old, but I think back to when I started, <laughs> and when I started, it was kind of beg, borrow, steal to get whatever computers you could oh get. Oh my to gosh. Get in the classroom. I had to sign up the, for a cart, which right. wasn't yeah. even a full cart, so only half your kids. Right. Could be on it, and to get a computer was a lot. Right, and so, so that's how old you I. Know, so you, you had to do a little bit of work to get technology in a class, and I was always trying to push to get devices in my class so my English language arts class could be, you know, something where students could take their creativity, their expression, their whatever the work they were doing, and do it in ways they hadn't done before, kind of mm-hmm. transform the ways they were typically doing it. As a newer teacher in a time when technology and AI and all this other stuff oh, is yeah. so crazy and, and out oh, there all yeah. over the place. What's it like to come into a classroom where every kid has that iPad in front of them and you have things now like AI is getting bigger and all that mm. other stuff. What is that like to be in a classroom in 2023? We'll date the podcast until <laughs> it's 2023 whenever you're listening to this. What, what is that like for a, a new teacher? Uh, for a new teacher, having such robust access to different technologies is... Um, 
it's a blessing because it teaches students a lot of different things, not just like the technological things, like how to write an email, how to write a document, how to write a paper, all those things and all those applications like you talked about in English language arts and math and like I talked about the differentiated experience, but it also is able to teach them responsibility, how to take care of a personal device. Because for a lot of them, this is their first one. This is their first device. And so it teaches them that responsibility to remember to charge it every night, remembering to even bring it to school every day, to bring it back and forth. Because um, the way it works in our class is that we have them bring it home every night and back because it keeps them going because they'll have to bring stuff back and forth every day when they go on to middle school, high school, if they go to college, all that types of things. Um, So I think it's a really great way to teach a lot of different life skills as well i think it's that application as well not just a not just a tool for academics but for that other those other aspects of school that are touched upon did you struggle like using an ipad like is that is that a device that you used in college or like you know what did you um so tablets aren't my expertise Mm -hmm. i know how to use one i know how to navigate it because um like yeah, exactly. It's just a, it's just a bigger phone without right, texting. Right. So, um, so I was familiar with it, and mm-hmm. uh, one of my hobbies is like I just like using all these different technologies, right. whether it be like com- like desktop computers, laptops, right. phones, tablets, um, those VR headsets that we've been mm-hmm. talking about it, uh, that I still got to do the training for. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it was at first the biggest like worry for me with all of these uh-huh. was how do we ensure that they're being used for learning Mm -hmm. and that those positive academic experiences and not being used for they they can be used for those social things as well but at appropriate times so that was my biggest worry just at the beginning but it's gone in they know they they know the expectations they know how to use those devices so so yeah awesome awesome well and we did we want to talk to you too because i know you and i have already met once to kind of already talk about Mm -hmm. uh, what we're looking to do uh We've been kind of talking for a long time about trying to get esports going. It is it is such a big thing in colleges over the last several years. It was starting to get to be a bigger thing in high schools. Mm -hmm. And I remember a couple of us here in the district about two two and a half years ago. We're like, hey, I'm not hearing anything from middle schools. We should get working on this. Like, let, let's be some of the first middle schools. Yeah, to get in on absolutely. This. And I think we still are. I mean, I think it's taken yeah. a while to get some stuff off the ground, but I think we're still we're still there in being some of the first middle schools to do this. So, maybe tell a little bit about because you have some history when you were in college, mm-hmm. um, de- working within the esports realm and, right. and kind of looking at that um, as maybe more than just a hobby at that time. But mm-hmm. uh, you and I have also kind of talked about how we might want to bring that here to Hawthorne. And how we're going, how to, we're going to be doing yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. and, and what that's going to look like, and, and things like that. So maybe talk about a little bit about your history with it, kind of where right. you've, and you've come through. And describe what it is for people who yeah. don't know. Right, um, esports is com- um, it's competitive video gaming. Mm-hmm. So it's I do like to be able to relate it to people who don't experience that realm. They just think kids are playing games. It's their hobby. It's their pastime. It's their distraction. Whatever. Um, it's I really like to equate it to sports, even though because um, I'll kind of loop this into how I started it with it in college. In high school, it was my hobby. And then once I found people online on like YouTube and other streaming platforms like Twitch and um, I would and Twitter, I would find their profiles and just be like, wait a minute, this guy's 
playing competitive Call of Duty for a living, wow. how can I be wow. a part of that? Yeah. So, so I went, yeah. so I went into college and I majored in sports marketing and management, but I always was like, oh yeah, sports are great. But my like behind the back goal was I want to get into esports. Yeah. That's what I want to break into. So, cool. so in college, what I did was is my starting my junior year. I um, was a part of the Indiana University Gaming Club. Now, at that time, I was just an officer, so I was helping out with um, miscellaneous tasks there, here and there, setting up events, a lot of uh, more physical labor, a lot of that type of stuff, making sure everybody has everything what they need to do their events. And then senior year, I was the... Um, I was on the executive board for the, the club. I was the um, TESPA uh, liaison, essentially. Now, TESPA is an organization that works with colleges, and I haven't I haven't worked with them since I was out of college because when I graduated, there was a global pandemic that oh, happened. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so that put a lot of that on. It's a little thing. But anyway, so TESPA is an organization that itself is a liaison between large gaming companies like Blizzard, Riot Games, all those things, and they work with colleges to put on events and give out like experiences to students so that they can be a part of those bigger gaming events whether it be on the esports side or the business side or the game development side so i was the liaison between our club and that organization tespa so i was able to through them provide us with other experiences like watch parties and tournaments and things like that um and online um networking con connections as well to other people in the gaming industry um so that we could have those opportunities and those career paths for students like me who want to be a part of esports right. um but yeah, so that experience allowed me to see that like this is a real career path. This is something that works and it's not just a distraction. It's not just a hobby. It's not just, oh, my kid's going to play games, whatever. Yeah. And then so then, like I said, the global pandemic happened. I graduated with my degree in sports marketing and management, but everything was shut down. Everything was shut down. So there was no career path for me there, and that wasn't anybody's fault. But then I started working in education because I was like, I need some money. I got to work. <laughs> but so I started working in elementary school. I worked with the same school my mom's been at for 19 years at Yay, this point. Mom. Yep. So um, then at that point, I learned that I love teaching. I love being with the kids. I love being around them and shaping their experiences and their perspectives and helping them be a positive human. And then I got, and then I got hired here at Vernon Hills, and I Yay. got talking to you two yes. about esports, and I was like, as wait, soon as I heard, I was like, the wait a teacher, minute, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. I said, I said to myself, I was like, wait a minute, you can, you're telling me that I can connect the two things that I love most, which is my hobby of gaming and esports, to then my my career of teaching and learning and providing those positive experiences. It was a done deal at that moment. Awesome. I didn't need to, I didn't need to think about that. Um, so really, what I kind of foresee esports yeah, being here at Vernon Hills and in our school district is a way not just a a club for kids to hang out and play games right. I really want it to be kind of what it was for me in college but way earlier right. so we can get those kids on that path right. if it's something that they're really passionate about something that they really want to learn about that we can provide them with the skills necessary to be a team player on an esports team mm -hmm. or be a person who is involved in game development or be someone who's involved in the business, countless other marketing, business, marketing, communications, every, all those all Look broadcasts. at you said, you so, mentioned event planning. Exactly, I mean, yeah. All of these things. And that's why I think, you know, as I think about esports, like we're not all, I mean, I was very athletic, but I mean, we're not, <laughs> not everybody is that type of athlete or that type of team 
gets on that type of team to have these experiences. We keep talking about the whole child having more experiences right. where they're part of a team. And all of the skills that we all know come with being on a team. Communication, collaboration, like problems, you name it. Yes. They have all of that, but yet they also have skill sets that we need for the 21st century. So mm-hmm. I, I know John and I are so excited to have your experience because I have zero and I know John has some <laughs> with esports and video gaming. I'm just going to be honest, never played a video game. But like to have that because we want to give these different types of opportunities for our students. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that says a lot about the nature of Hawthorne 73 is that they that it might not be something that people have personal experience with mm-hmm. but they know that it matters to the kids right and that's why they want to provide yeah. it especially okay. like you just said it's like i think that's another reason why i'm really excited to be a part of it because it's something that maybe not a lot of people know about but it's for them yeah, yeah. so that's and i think that that says a lot about the person and i think that says a lot about the community as well mm-hmm. yeah. oh, that's yeah. awesome. and i mean there's and there's so much social emotional aspect to oh, yeah. esports and and the gaming side of things um, and, you know, we always talk about, I always remember there, there would always be, and I'm forgetting who said the quote, uh, or if it was just some generic idea that everybody <laughs> keeps talking about. I always remember in different trainings or conferences you go to, somebody would always say, hey, teachers, remember, you are preparing your kids for jobs that don't even exist Oh, yet. yes. Oh, my gosh. And, and I'm like, things like this are exactly that kind of sentiment. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you... You know, would have you've you've said before? Like, I didn't even know this this kind of thing existed. I didn't even know. A few years ago, it didn't exist. So we are. I mean, we are preparing students for jobs that don't exist yet. And I think this is an excellent way to get them into you know those type of careers later on, or those type Mm -hmm. of passions, or whether it's a career, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a whatever. Yeah. um, I think it's a great way. And think about a kid like me that never experiences. What if I join this team and I'm totally into video gaming and marketing and game development? Etc. Now I have that. You could experience. be a gamer. I could totally. My son would <laughs> love it if I was a gamer instead of taking it away and hiding it in my trunk. Um, so our plan for the future is after break to start like trying to do some interviews. Yeah, for yeah. We're looking school. at. I know you and I, Jeremy. You and I have kind of talked a little bit. We want to try to see about we getting together some intramurals, possibly at the middle school level, mm-hmm. um, to kind of you know get that started and kind of see what that looks like, and then from there just kind of see where that takes us to see if there's more opportunities if there's ways we can connect with the community with local businesses things like that I know we've got other districts too that are at the same place we are they're kind of at the ground level I've talked with a few other Mm -hmm. districts in the area they're interested in getting something started interested in getting some little kind of you know informal tournaments going maybe between schools and things like that so it's it's something that's new it's something that's growing and I'm kind of excited to see just over the next, you know, couple of years or so, like what this ultimately turns into. Awesome. Yeah, especially at the elementary level, we're really looking forward yeah. to seeing how yeah. we can shape it. Yes. Yeah, because it's there's not really a foundation for it. There's not. At yeah. Post post high school, there's a foundation. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. leagues, there's games, there's the companies, everything's already there. But at the elementary level, yeah. even at the middle school level, there's not really a foundation. Yeah. Yep. So if we're we can be start a, it. if we can be a part of it, if we can start that. It'll be a dream come true. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh, this was so yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, we're thank so you. so articulate yeah. about all of this. We're so <laughs> glad you're here today.
But Jeremy, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you great. guys for having me. I really appreciate that we can put this together. Yeah, we'll so. have to come back again in a couple months when it's all up and running and talk about yeah. how yeah. it's going. Absolutely. Maybe we can put you and Jeremy together <gasps> competing against each other, oh, yeah. You'd and be we can live stream the whole thing one v one and see Absolutely. how you do. <laughs> I'm a quick learner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, thank you so much. We'll be back you. here again next week with another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you?